Around the Dem podcast with your host, Sam Edwards, episode 206, the podcast for the baseball nerd. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, we're doing trade rumors today. We're going to get into a bunch of news, a bunch of uh, players' names that are getting floated around. We got a couple trades to break down, a couple early trades. This is the episode before the episode. Uh, next week, obviously, the trade deadline. Fully going down. This entire week is going to be so exciting. Uh, yeah, just stay glued to Twitter, honestly. But uh, let's get into the news real quick. First off, the Orioles have acquired... Have shun- oh, my gosh. Fujinami. They acquired Fujinami. Um, uh, for Easton Lucas, uh, who's a pitching prospect, reliever, lefty prospect, um, who's done very well. Let's just cover Lucas first. Uh, Cross double A and triple A, 29 and two thirds innings pitched for him. Uh, 2.73 ERA, a 31.9 K percentage as well, which is very nice. Uh, the walk percentage is a little high, 9.5, but uh, not terrible for a reliever. Not terrible, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, Fujinami signed a one one year, $3.5 million deal with the A's, um, kind of taking a chance on him. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been great for him. Forty nine and a third innings pitched so far this season with the A's. Uh, Twenty two point one K percentage, thirteen walk percentage, and an eight point eight point five seven ERA. My gosh, a four ninety three uh, FIP as well. Uh, he had seven games started. He started the season as a starter, but. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't ended up very well. And um, so the Orioles grab him. He, he's he been much better as of late uh, as a reliever, um, which is great, but uh, uh, still not great. Um, <laughs> he's got over a five ERA as a reliever so far this season. Um, throws high 90s, 99, sometimes 100. Throws an extremely fast splitter as well. Um, which apparently the Orioles are going to try and phase out his uh, his 80 mile per hour, roughly 85 mile per hour cutter, um, which just isn't as effective as his fastball and splitter. I could easily see this going the Orioles' way. Uh, they could easily, I feel like, turn him into an amazing reliever. For him, the main problem is the uh, the walks. Obviously, over a 13 walk percentage on the season pretty bad and he also just gives up very hard contact he's already pitched in two games for the orioles so not great 1.2 innings pitched so far with the orioles two hits two walks three earned runs two strikeouts ah not not exactly what you're looking for um yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. It's interesting. It's an interesting kind of flyer grab. I'm a little weirded out that the A's gave up on him as quickly as they did. Uh, yeah, um, they gave up pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah, n- not great. Um, all right, let's get into um, some injuries first before we really get into all these rumors. Uh, a lot of big news. Um a lot of big teams, a lot of big players involved, so stay tuned. Um, but for now, uh, Jared Kalanick, 
fractured uh, his foot by kicking a water cooler out of frustration following a ninth inning strikeout. Uh, He is going to spend the next four to six weeks in a walking boot. And then we'll see uh, from there. It really sucks for a guy like Kellenek. He really started to break out this season. He's making more contact. Um, the strikeouts have been lowered. Um, There's still definitely a problem, but he's done much better with them as of late, um, which is just another bummer. But uh, yeah, he's just, he's had a great breakout season so far and it just really sucks. And um, especially watching his interview, he seemed extremely emotional over it and uh, not great, man. Really not great. Uh, Corey Seager as well is on the IL. Not great. Uh, due to a right thumb sprain, um, he this is the second time on the IL. He missed a month earlier this season, and every time he's been on the field, he's been freaking amazing. Like one of the best hitters in baseball when he's on the field. Um, so this really sucks for the Rangers. No timetable right now, which just is, you know, it just sucks. It really sucks. So. Hopefully he can come back onto the scene and, uh, yeah, get her done. Uh, Ezekiel Duran. Is Ezekiel? 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 Ah, I don't got it. Duran, uh, infielder. He's going to be covering shortstop. He actually played very, really well this season um, in his uh, little glimpses. So good for the Rangers. Depth. Uh, I still think the Astros are coming in hot, but we'll get to the Astros later because they're in the news and I'm interested. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Rangers though, losing uh, Corey Seager. Not great. One of their star guys signed him to a ten year deal. All that big stuff. Um, another deal. Uh, well, first off, actually, Cardinals activated Adam Wainwright. Doesn't really affect their season too much. Good for him coming back. He's playing his final season, I believe. Uh, finally going to play. This is his debut. So we shall see. Okay, let's get into the trade rumors real quick. First off, Giants are interested in Justin Verlander if he is willing to waive his no trade clause. He signed a big two-year $86.5 million deal with the New York Mets this past offseason, and now the Mets are down in the dumps, and they're maybe possibly looking to offload Justin Verlander. I don't know this for a fact. I just know that the Giants are interested. Now, the Mets don't have a money problem necessarily, especially with Steve Cohen at the helm. So I don't know how likely it is that they're willing to trade a guy like Justin Verlander. I'm also super curious to see what the return would be slash how much money the Mets would eat in terms of how much that would maximize their return for a guy like Verlander. Um, It definitely looks like without a miraculous rebound in the second half the Mets are not making the playoffs which means a guy like Verlander feels like he could slash should easily be traded so I mean we'll see and the Giants I mean the Giants could really use bats honestly um versus the pitching but you always need more pitching always need more pitching so I don't hate it I don't hate it for them honestly uh The Phillies are continuing their search for a right-handed bat. I've seen them connected to Tommy Pham, actually, sticking with the Mets. Um, Pham has had a great start of the season, 
Um, only 250 some odd play appearances, so not a huge sample size to go off of. But you take a quick look at the spot page, you take a quick look at the slash line. He is performing extremely well right now, so I'm super curious to see if uh, the Mets are ready to trade him. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this season anyways. <laughs> He's going to be a free agent at the end of this season anyways, so I am curious to see what happens here. Um, very possible that they could start selling off pieces that are done at the end of the season. I'd be kind of curious to see if that happens. Um Obviously, the Mets, one of the disappoint, most disappointing teams uh, going this season so far, really. I'd say them and the Padres are top two right now for the most disappointing teams. There was huge expectations for them going into the season. Uh, yeah, pretty disappointing for them. One team that has been surprisingly good and yet are still willing to trade pieces is the Cincinnati Reds, apparently willing to trade Jonathan India. Now, this does not mean that they're going to trade Jonathan India, but willing to trade him, kind of shocking. But then you look at the roster. You see Matt McClain. He can easily jump into uh, second base right there. They've got Ellie De La Cruz uh, playing shortstop whenever they need to. That infield is getting a little full right now, and it does kind of look like India's kind of the um, expendable one. It feels like kind of poor planning on their part because early on in the season, I think India would have gotten you uh, probably a decent haul. But then over the past couple months, he has definitely hit way uh, not as good as I, I expected him to be. I really expected him to fully rebound, and he started off the season like that with a like around 115 runs created plus. Uh, and now he's sitting at a 99 runs created plus across 441 plate appearances, 14 homers, which is nice. He's hitting 251, 338, 411. Nothing special. 1.3 uh, war for him per fan graph. So a positive player, but just not the uh, kind of subtle star um, real slash very good player uh, for the Reds that he has been in the past, you know. And then also he's he's a he's just not very good at defense um, by any metric you really look at, whether it's uh, defensive runs saved or it's freaking uh, outs above average, which kind of judges your range. Um, he does not bode well on any stats uh, per defense, so kind of hurts you there. He is a free agent in 2027. So you've got a lot of control on him and he's pretty cheap deal. So I could see a team go for him. I'm a lot of fans, a lot of Red Sox fans I'm seeing on Twitter really want the Red Sox to go after him. I'm a little indifferent when it comes to India. I still kind of believe in the bat and I believe in the skills that he has. He's also still very young. So that controllable guy would be kind of cool it really depends on how much the Reds are really looking for. Um, they'd be kind of selling low, uh, in my opinion. I mean, but last year last year was a disappointing year for him, but he was also injured. So in coming into the season, I was kind of very high on him as a buy-low option, um, just in general, but especially for fantasy purposes, uh, especially in that ballpark, very hitter-friendly. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't really performed as well as we had hoped he would. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens here. Um, they're willing to trade him though, which is very fascinating, especially for how 
surprisingly good the Reds have been sitting in second place right now. It looks like the Brewers are pulling away, but the Reds still still are in game for uh, a wild card, which is crazy to say. Absolutely crazy. Every one of the young guys has really come up and lit a spark, lit a fire under this team. So I am curious to see if they actually do um, shop him or really look for a trade here. So keep your eyes on that. Reds willing to trade India, kind of surprising. Uh, another team that's in the central NL central listening on some players is another team that started off really well, but have performed way worse as of late than the Reds have, which is the Pittsburgh pirates. They are willing to listen on David Bednar and Mitch Keller. Now let's break up. Let's break down these players individually. First off, um, David Bednar, he is a free agent also in 2027, amazing control on a guy that has been, maybe the best reliever in baseball this season. He has been absolutely dominant. The K percentage, the ERA, the feel, the FIP, it, everything has been freaking fantastic. And he is a absolute stud reliever that has proved it year after year. And you've got a lot of control on a really cheap deal for Bednar. He would get a haul. Um, and if I'm the Pirates man, whew, if I get a really good offer from a team, say like the Dodgers or even maybe the Diamondbacks who could really use a top reliever option. I mean, the hall should be, it should be good. It should be very good. Um, honestly, it probably take into account maybe what Hader got last year, but he was also not performing as well at the time. Whereas Bednar has been fantastic like I said, one of the best relievers out there. So the hall should be quite significant, which is kind of why I believe Bednar is probably not going to get traded. I think the pirates are kind of seeing themselves as slowly building to hopeful contenders within the next couple of years. And I just don't think it makes sense in their minds to trade Bednar in my mind. I mean, I'm entertaining these deals, man. I'm really entertaining these deals. Mitch Keller, however, I think I would trade. I think I would trade Mitch Keller. Um, Mitch Keller scares me. Um, not personally or emotionally, really, but um, physically uh, with his baseball skills. Scares me. Um, Nick Pollock, uh, famous pitching analyst uh, on the pitch list, website has uh, a term called uh, a cherry bomb where they could be really good or they could bomb. And Mitch Keller has been the epitome of a cherry bomb in my head. He's a high strikeout guy. He's got a 25.4 K percentage on the year, 128 pinning it pinnings <laughs> innings pitched 6.9 walk percentage, which has been fantastic for him. Um, a 401 ERA and a 3.80 FIP. I don't think he's this good. I don't think he's this good. He's had some good stretches, but the homers are such a problem for him. And I would try and sell high on Mitch Keller. Personally, if I'm the Pittsburgh Pirates, that's what I would do. Uh, you still have control on him. He's not a free agent until 2026, which is why I think a team would pay a premium for him. And yeah, I, and pitching is so hard to come by these days. And there's a lot of teams, a couple I'll get to uh, later, that are really looking for pitching right now. And I just think it makes a lot of sense uh, for Mitch Keller to get dealt. He's having a great year. 
over 25K percentage, like I said, and he's keeping the walks in check, which makes it hard for me to say this because I I do really like, I, I'm really happy with the season he's had so far, but it's still been so up and down, so topsy-turvy, just not reliable enough that I could easily see him just going to a team. I could see a team like maybe the Rays going after Mitch Keller, grabbing another Pittsburgh pirate starter and seeing if they can turn him into a stud. Uh, we saw it with glass now and we could see it with Mitch Keller. Honestly, I could easily see that happening. Um, and if Mitch Keller goes to the Rays, I mean, yeah, I'm on the Mitch Keller train. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'd jump on the Mitch Keller train because I just believe in the Rays' uh, ability to produce these pitchers because they've done it year in and year out with guys that you just do not expect. And a guy with uh, Mitch Keller's stuff, I just feel like the Rays are going to really try and maximize that. Now, not every pitcher they grab has turned to gold, so I'm not not saying automatically Mitch Keller's a stud, but uh, yeah. I mean, and that fits too. I mean, the Rays are really looking for starting pitching right now. Obviously, they've got injuries. Uh, Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Springs. It just, you know, they've always had injuries. They just had Shane McClanahan come off the IL, which is very nice. And Glass now has been uh, healthy as of late and also performing very well, which is great. They also have Taj Bradley. Um, yeah, I. but they're definitely looking for another starter. I think... Uh, I think Keller could be an option, but I feel like the Pirates, once again, are going to be asking for too much. I don't think they're going to sell very much um, because I think they believe in their team a little bit too much and they believe in building this team out, Um, maybe retooling a little bit. But uh, maybe Keller. But for the Rays, I'm thinking for starting pitchers, I mean, any one of the top three on the White Sox, I think are as good as gone. Um, People are talking about Cease. If I had to bet, I don't think Cease is going to get traded because of his control, but he's so dominant that maybe a a team like the Orioles could really, um, now the Orioles have pulled away into first place, um, only by a couple games, I know, and the Rays are still really good, but the Orioles could be a huge buyer this trade deadline. I'm super excited to see what they do. I really hope they do something. Um, they talked a lot about doing uh, something this past offseason, and then they pulled back on those comments, which is which was so frustrating. Uh, so absolutely frustrating, especially if you, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you knew how frustrated I was with Michael Elias' comments um, walking back. Uh, the statement said he was going to make a big, big moves this off season. And then they didn't uh, super frustrating. So they, I mean, cease could go to the Orioles because the Orioles have the depth in their minor leagues to get it done. And they also have the want to win and cease is also controllable and he could be their ace automatically. And it would be so freaking fantastic. But I somehow just doubt that cease is going to get dealt. Um, Giolito and Lynn, I think, easily could get dealt. I think Giolito is probably the most likely to get dealt. Um, Yeah, I think he's the most likely to get dealt. I think the Rays could go after him. Um, I think the Orioles could. I think the Dodgers could. I think a lot of the big teams that are looking for starting pitching could easily uh, go after Giolito. Lynn could also get traded very easily as well. 
Um, it'll probably cost less than Giolito will, um, cost less in terms of prospects, but, uh, cause he's just been less effective. So it makes sense. He's also been very much a cherry bomb. Um, yeah. Yep. That's what I would say. Um, now, uh, the Astros, let's go with the Astros. Cause, uh, they're looking for outfield depth. They're looking for a left-handed outfielder. I searched high and low for a good left-handed outfielder that they could go grab. They're also looking for starting pitching. And I don't know. I don't know what other people are saying. But here's what I'm saying. The Houston Astros are going to call up the Cubs and go, Hey, guys, uh, we've got a great minor league system right now. Um, But you guys have two players that we want. What do the Astros need right now? They have the high ceiling in Christian Javier and Hunter Brown. They also have some stability with Framber Valdez. They need more stability. They need a guy like Marcus Stroman, who has been fantastic this season. He wants to stay with the Cubs, but I think the Cubs, ah, mm, I just don't, I, mm, man, this is tough. I think the Astros are going to try their hardest. And I think the Cubs would be very smart to package Stroman with Cody Bellinger. Left-handed outfielder. Can also play a little bit of first base if you need him to. Trade both of them to the Astros for a haul. It will take a lot because Bellinger's having a great season. He is a rental, though. He's a free agent at the end of the season. So take it with a grain of salt. Stroman. Could opt out, so that's definitely hanging over the hanging over their heads a little bit. But if the Astros could pull this off, man, I mean, I believe that the Astros are going to be one of the biggest buyers, um, just because of obviously how good they are, um, and they usually buy these days. But uh, I think that Bellinger and Stroman could be the big get for them, and that would. F- that would fit their their needs. They need a left-handed outfielder, and Bellinger's been great this season. Bellinger's been better than I give him credit for. And and I want to apologize to Cody. Um, Cody, my bad. Stroman, having a fantastic season as well. Um, playing to contact, limiting the uh, the earned runs quite a bit, and the underlying numbers look good for Stroman as well. So... I think the Astros could easily go for both these guys. I think Stroman also fits the Astros very well um, in terms of personality. He feels very much like an Alex Bregman type. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, oh man, I just love this fit so much. Um, if they don't, you know, if the Cubs decide not to sell, which they do have a great run differential, so maybe they're going to make um, a little bit of a run in the second half. Maybe they overtake the Reds or something like that. Like, that would be crazy, but... If they don't sell, I think the Astros could go after guys that I talked about a little bit last week, especially on my biggest sellers list, which if you haven't listened to that podcast, go check it out. Um, uh, Michael Lorenzen, uh, Montgomery could easily be traded from the Cardinals. But yeah, I mean, Bellinger and Stroman just feel like they fit so well with the Astros um, that it just makes so much sense. And it would make so much sense for the Cubs to really maximize their return. Um, for both of these players and pairing them together, I think would definitely do that. Um, yeah, I think, I think Stroman easily fits on the Rays as well. 
So we'll see. I think um, Lorenzen also fits really well with the Rays. Um, he fits kind of the type of arm that they would go for. I feel like they really like rentals, um, the Rays. So we'll see. I mean, we saw them make a big trade for Nelson Cruz a couple years ago, but they traded Joe Ryan, who's ended up to being uh, a really, really good pitcher with the Twins. So, I mean, kind of curious, you know, a little curious. A little curious for these teams. Um, I think that's all the news I have. I think that's all I have. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm still getting back in the groove of this thing, man. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was tough. It was kind of tough to record this. I I don't know. I think the long break has really shaken me up with this podcast. So I've got to kind of weave myself back into it and kind of find the joy in it again, you know? Um, but if you listen to this podcast and you enjoyed it, I really appreciate it. If you want to let me know in a review, five-star review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you want, let me know. I appreciate it, guys. All right, guys. I'll see you back next week. I really hope to have a guest next week. I really hope to. Um, reviewing all the trade deadline deals. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I'll see you guys back next week. Have a good one. Just put me in the game.